0: Hello, I'm inviting you into this A. Gabrielle exclusive. May your heart be inspired by real people, right intentions, and raw emotion. Keep the conversation going by following A. Gabrielle Exclusives on Instagram. Hello, I am here today with the talented
1: Karen. Welcome to the show. Hello, hi Gabby. Thank you for having me here.
0: I'm so glad you could be on the show um karen i have a question for you so you're about to walk into the room make your grand entrance what song plays as you walk in
1: um the song that would play as i come into the room would be pose i think it's called pose by daddy yankee and so it's a very runway-ish type of song and so one part goes this desfilando mira a ver como se pose 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 it's like really yeah, like you like, know you like ah, yes, yes. 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 so that would be my go to so okay yes.
0: um so for me um, so, there's like a Christian rapper named Andy Minio, mm-hmm. and he has this new song out. Well, it's new to me. I don't know how new it actually is, but it's called Coming In Hot. Mm-hmm. And so he starts off and he's like, I don't do the most, but I do a lot. Like, that's me. Yes. But then wait. So then later on, he's like, I'm coming in hot, just like the fajita. <gasps> and you don't know, like fajitas? Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. That's yes. a good one. Just, and uh, I like, uh, yes. the yes. room. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, let's jump into some conversation. Yes, yes. Um, So, tell me a little bit about your American experience. Maybe
1: start with, you know, what country you were born in, and then we'll Mm -hmm. go from there. Awesome. Well, I'm from Veracruz, Mexico. Um, I came to the U.S. when I was around four, going on to five. Yes, so that was like my my first and last time I saw Mexico.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So, when you left Mexico, did you come directly to Dallas? Mm
1: Mm-hmm, Yes. Uh, DFW airport from what I can remember um, I came through a plane my my journey was through a plane I was supposed to be here just to go to Disney World
0: oh you were coming for a vacation yes
1: a vacation quote-unquote vacation Oh, uh, okay I, yeah I didn't know but that's what the purpose was so it's a long vacation that I've been having <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, hopefully it felt like a yeah, vacation. Yeah,
1: yeah, kind of,
0: yeah. <laughs> Had
1: uh, your whole family, like, come with you, or was it just you? Or it like... was me and my sister. So I have two siblings. So um, at the time, it was just me and Wendy. Um, it was so weird because um, I hear other people's stories about how they came here, and they'll tell something, and then they're like, so how was yours? And I was like, oh, I, I rode on a plane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's so different. Um, but, yeah, that was my first time on a plane. So were there no, like, adults with here? Oh, no, there was an adult with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so that person's the one that helped us come over here, pretty much. Gotcha. So were your parents mm-hmm. still in Mexico? Oh, no, they had already been here first. <sighs> they came here first, and then we came after. So they came to, like, prepare the mm-hmm. vacation. Mm-hmm. They invited mm-hmm. us yes. to the vacation. Yes, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's
0: a good way to put it. So who, um, who were you staying with in Mexico, like, when your
1: parents came here to kind of, like, survey the land should we say so we were staying my maternal grandma okay so we were staying with her um and then i noticed that something was off because um i woke up and my parents were leaving i guess late at night and i was like what's going on and then um my mom i remember her saying remember we said we're gonna be going away for a while we'll see each other soon don't worry and it felt kind of off because i was like well they they mentioned it but like so fast like so fast I didn't think it would happen so fast and so um I was like okay and then I went back to sleep and then the following day um my grandma said oh we're gonna go do this and we're gonna go do that and then next week we're gonna go over to such and so's place's house another relative's house Mm -hmm. so I I noticed that we started doing more things which we normally wouldn't do Hmm. just to get us distracted and not think about our parents not being there so what was it like to leave your grandmother then back in Mexico? Uh, um, I can't remember a lot of details because it was so long ago. But I do remember feeling kind of sad that we, we were leaving her. But then my grandma told us, oh, you'll be able to see me soon. Don't worry. It's fine. You'll be okay. And so I was like, okay. So I wasn't really scared. Um more excited because I was thinking, oh my gosh, Disney World! Because they would bring us, they would in the t- time period that my parents weren't in Mexico, they would send us uh, VHSs.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I
1: knew about <laughs> those. Yes, they would send us VHSs of like the the Disney World tour tapes and what you can do at Disney World and things like that. And so that's how I kind of was like, oh my gosh, yes, Disney World. Yes. So
0: you mentioned that like your parents, like you kind of woke up in the middle of the night and they were like packing up, getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a reason that they were leaving like late night or kind of like what was their motivation for wanting to move to the United States?
1: Um, At first it was for my dad's uh, job mm-hmm. because they transferred him from Veracruz over to the one here in Dallas. Okay. Uh, he used to work. I know he worked at an electrical company. I can't remember the name but he was transferred from over there over here and so they told him well you have two options you can either come here or you can bring your family with you and so he said well i'll I'll bring my family with me but um it was a lot easier to get visas at the time than Mm -hmm. it is now Mm -hmm. so they prepped everything first and then they were trying to make sure you know get the accommodations ready and everything and then have somebody bring us over there so, it was really his company that helped mm-hmm. y'all kind of figure out mm-hmm. all the details and, like, mm-hmm. all the paperwork. Yeah. So, it wasn't something um, that was supposed to be for long periods of time. It was more temporary. Mm. For him, it was more temporary. So, it's like after, I don't know how many years, he would come back. hmm but he's still here. But we're still so, here, so... <laughs> is it, like, do he, is he sad that, like, you all haven't
0: been able to go back to Mexico? Or he's, like, settled into, like, this new, like, American life, or... I
1: think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Because he still has relatives that he wish he could have seen. Right. Or um got to see before they passed away. Because a lot of his um, classmates have passed away, either from health or from violence or... Just age, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For I don't know, just I guess normal reasons. Mm-hmm. So
0: how did he end up staying here longer past what the company um, projected? He
1: actually, after the first company that he worked here at, um, he moved to another different company um, because once, once my youngest, my youngest sibling um, was born, um, they were moving people, mm-hmm. so he was one of the people that got taken out, and then. He moved to a different company, and then that's where he was at for, like, the longest. So, they were doing, like, cutbacks, like, layoffs at one Mm -hmm. company. So, he was, like, out of work,
0: but then he found a different company kind of doing the same type of work. Yes. So, it's like they moved you here to the United States, and then they let him go.
1: Mm -hmm. That's tough. (laughs) It is, because my youngest sister, she was born in 2001. Mm -hmm. So, I guess two years after that. Yeah. Yeah, two years after we came here. So an did your mom work also while you uh, were here? Yes, she worked. Or when you moved here? Uh, uh, yes, she also worked um, in a computer company. Um, they, I guess they assembled computers or something like that, or refurbished them, and so that's where she was working. Gotcha. Yeah. So did you all <clears throat>
0: have a family, or did you know other people when you moved here? Mm-hmm, but I didn't know them. But you, <laughs> no, your parents knew them. Just... My
1: parents knew them, but I didn't know them, yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So when you moved here, did you know English? no not a single like one like hello how how are you like the basic stuff um because they would send us also blues clues and Aww. um like other uh, little kids cartoon videos yeah so that's how we kind of got generalized so blues clues was one of my first english
0: steve, yeah. Yeah, steve. good old
1: steve yeah. so
0: what was school like for you not knowing english when you first moved here um
1: it wasn't too bad Except for the fact that I was one of the few, I guess, quote-unquote transfer students because everybody else in my classroom, they were also all um, Latinos, mm-hmm. but they all had siblings that knew English, so they knew English, and I was one of the few ones that didn't. So were you in like
0: an ESL class um, when you said like everyone like there was like Latino? oh bilingual it was a bilingual class gotcha mm-hmm. okay
1: mm-hmm. and was that just like the class or was it the entire school uh just two that class and another class those are the only bilingual classes gotcha and then everybody else in that kindergarten I think it was like four or five more classrooms of so just regular mm-hmm. so do you think
0: that that helped you kind of like ease into like the American education system in terms of like meeting other Spanish speakers and kind of, like, feeling comfortable,
1: I guess, in school, in a new country, in a new place. Yes, but it was so scary um, because you don't know the place. Uh, you were told uh, that you were going to go somewhere else. Um, you never went there. Um, Disneyland, Disney World never came into view. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still haven't gone. That's okay. I'll go on my own account. But... Um, <laughs> I remember the first day I was like super excited I was like oh my gosh going to school Because I did go to school in um, Mexico It was more I guess like Mm pre-k Because they start you like at age 3 So I guess like early daycare type of stuff Okay. So I had that over there But then I came here and I wasn't really sure What I was getting into It was new people um, New teachers Oh and also um, I don't know if this is going to sound bad But I had never met a white person like, I yeah. had never, like, they were aliens to me because I had never seen somebody with blue eyes, colored eyes, yes, but never like blue, like ice blue, blonde hair, um, white skin, because everybody is mostly either tan or dark, dark, dark skinned. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, oh my gosh. And then it scared me because my teacher, <laughs> my teacher, she was light skinned. Um, I think she was an American. American blonde I believe like a dark blonde so this is like the most frightening thing in the world yes I was crying my dad took me the first day um he was all suited up to um I still we still have pictures but it was it was scary um I think I was the only one in that class that was crying everybody else was kind of like leaned into it already because their parents well they have to either leave them at home or daycare or with the siblings yeah but I didn't have that because I'm the oldest. So I was just like, okay, here you go. You had to go. try
0: it all out for everybody. Yes, yes. So speaking of teachers, do you feel like teachers treated you fairly throughout school, or did you have any teachers who were really awesome and made a great impact on your life, or teachers who were really negative and still made an impact on your life?
1: Um, I want to say I had good teachers all throughout. I don't, I, I can't think of one, well, maybe one, but it was because he, he just had temper tantrums. I just stayed there for one year, and then I got transferred to a different elementary but yeah, he was the only one, honestly. Other otherwise, like, um, cause it's it, most of the schools I went to, there was a lot of Latinos, mm-hmm. so it didn't really feel like they were discriminating. If anything, I was the one causing the problems. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, because um, I don't know, I was just a very hyperactive kid, mm-hmm. and so that's where some things would come into play. And do you feel yeah. like?
0: you would cause the problems because you were hyperactive and like what you were learning wasn't interesting or wasn't keeping your attention Mm -hmm. or what was kind of like the disconnect there
1: um i guess i guess i just really like to talk sometimes and even as a little kid um they used to call me parrot (laughs) (laughs) they used to call me cotorro or perico um because of that of that same that wanting. it wasn't that it was an interesting, actually, everything was super interesting to me. It's just that I was so curious about everything. I would always ask questions or, um, you know, quiet time or nap time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I would just, like, uh, talk to whoever was beside me during nap time and things like that. So I was very curious. Yeah. And so I guess the teachers I had always had to be on their toes because it's like, oh, my gosh, what is she doing now? Like, I wasn't a bad kid. I was just a very hyperactive kid.
0: And I think that's true with a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's
1: a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I think
0: that offers an interesting challenge for teachers to figure out how Mm to um, relate to all of their students who are very different in a diverse environment. Mm -hmm. Yes. So overall, how would you say that now that you're here, Mm -hmm. um, in the United States, you've grown up here for most of your life, Mm -hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of different opinions and kind of like political challenges um come about over the past few years I would say Mm -hmm. so how do you cope with the daily struggles and like just constant cycles of racism and like racist comments you may hear Mm -hmm. and kind of like sometimes this theme of like almost like hatred towards Mexicans that we Mm -hmm. see here
1: in this country um I won't say I see it day-to-day per se but I do see it once in a while at work because and um, you work in like an affluent area yes mm-hmm. i i work in an affluent um, area and so um i don't always get it until i start talking spanish by like just out of because it's a habit like um i'll mm-hmm. say uh, "mande," which means yes in a polite way or um que necesitas, which is what what do you need or how can i help you so um it's not until i make it clear that i'm latina mm-hmm. or that i'm mexican That some people do kind of go like, okay, like they do kind of look at me weird because sometimes people don't know what I am. And so sometimes I just stay quiet, which is sad because I wish I didn't have to do that in order to, you know, to talk to somebody.
0: So, like, knowing that these things happen and, like, people hold these types of opinions Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, thought processes, how do you personally, like, overcome those things within yourself to say, like, you know, this is an issue with this person, like, I'm okay and, Mm -hmm. like, kind of, like, reassure yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. I address it. Oh, like Like, sometimes, not in a rude way, but in a way that they can understand without, I guess, getting offended. Yeah. But still knowing that they're being corrected. Can you share an example? Like, I'm trying to think of, um, like, one lady once. Um, she was talking about, oh, because, you know, like, she, I guess she didn't know what I was. And so she's like, oh, it's because we were talking about, um, at the time, the the caravans, the caravans that um, were happening. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking about, well, I don't understand um, how come they're all coming like this when they have so many other options, they could come the right way, mm-hmm. and then I said, well, um, I wish the right way to come would be a lot easier, mm-hmm. um, I told her, you know, and then she said something along the lines of, well, you know, these Mexicans, how they are sometimes, and I told her, well, how are they? <laughs> tell me. <laughs> yeah. like, like, tell, tell me how, to know. yes, exactly, like, how are they, because, the Mexicans, I know, they're not the way you describe them. Mm-hmm. It's not the way that the media plays it out to be right. or how the United States president puts it out to be. Mm-hmm. So um, so just trying to put in my perspective of how it is for me living here and how it's not, um, it's not how they see it all the time.
0: Yeah, you know? like something that's so, happening with this one small proportion of people is not representative mm-hmm. of an entire like population or an is. entire race. Yes,
1: exactly, yes. But yeah, I mostly address it is what I do. Has your like legality in the United
0: States ever been questioned?
1: Yes, only when I had to do my um applications for for college. Mm-hmm. Only then. Um as far as like with people, not so much. There there'll be like one person who'll say, Oh, are you legal, are you not legal? Um, but like people just w- ask you this? Yeah, yeah, like, like um, during conversations, like, when they want to get to know who I am, sometimes they're like, oh, so, like, um, are you from here? Are you, were you born here? Um, they don't, they won't, like, say what's your status, because uh-huh. that's not something that you just do, or at least I hope not.
0: But, like, what's the most polite way to find like, out, like, like, do you have this card?
1: Do you have uh, what we call papers, which mm-hmm. is, like, your green card and things like that, and a resident or a citizen. And so they'll say things like that. Like, they'll go, like, around the corner. And how do you feel about that? It feels weird. Yeah. (laughs) It feels weird sometimes because sometimes I forget that I'm not a citizen Mm -hmm. or that I'm not a resident. And so whenever they ask me, like, I feel like it kind of, it's like them trying to put me in my place. Mm -hmm. Like, saying, hey, you can't cross this line. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: So, you mentioned previously about, um, like, you've had to self-identify, like, on college applications. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your current, like, feelings towards college? Or, like, do you wish that you had, like, a traditional college experience? Or, like, what is your thought or perspective on college here in the U.S.?
1: Um, I feel like college is what really, like, it really gets you to understand how how to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, how to do, um, turn things in because at this point teachers aren't holding your hands anymore. Right. You know, like it's cut loose. It's you, yourself and you. So, um, I would have liked to have more of the traditional college experience, you know, where you get to go out and then live in a dorm and, you know, um, a lot of my friends would go out and party, but, um. I think the money aspect is what puts us back a lot, mm-hmm. when there's so many resources out there. In my case, because DACA was new, which is um, deferred action, mm-hmm. it was new. It happened the year that I was graduating. So when I was doing my um, scholarships, applying for scholarships and grants, some of them I couldn't even um, apply for because you need a social security for that. And so it's like, I don't. I, at the time, I didn't have a social security. So I couldn't do things like that. And then the school I wanted to go to, it was too expensive for us. So the money wouldn't add up. So I just said, you know what, I'll just stay here and I'll just do the fashion program that they have at Central. And so that's what I did.
0: Oh, so mm-hmm. how did you like the fashion program? And like, I guess mm-hmm. even more so, like, what was your experience with like going to a community college? Because I think that community colleges are great options. Yes. And they have a lot of pro- like career pro- programs to where you can go there do this program in two years and then like not even necessarily have to go back for another degree, but I think Mm -hmm. sometimes community colleges
1: get a bad rap. So what was your experience like at the community college? It was great. Um, The teachers, they're very helpful. The fashion program is a lot more organized than it was when I started. Because again, when I was there, they were transitioning from their 72 hours to their 60 hour credit course. Mm. So I was there for an extra year, which is fine. Because it just, like, helped me hone in those skills that I think I needed more help with. But I would totally recommend um, community college. You save a lot of money. Um, the classes are great. A lot of... Just make sure that what you're taking transfers over to where you're going to go. Yeah. So, I really liked it. Um, Dallas has a really good community college. Um, Richland is really good, too. Um, I only took... I think I took one course there, but it was an online class. But even then, the teachers were very helpful, and they really knew how to communicate. So did you have, like,
0: mentors or people in your life to, like, kind of help you even navigate, like, the community college application process and, like, just making sure you submitted everything and, like, paid things on time? Or kind of, like, how did you navigate that process? Were you, like, doing it by
1: yourself? Um, For that process, I had to do it by myself because, I don't know, it's always been me having to do things on my own as far as school goes um or applying to things so um once in a while the only thing I would have to ask my parents for is like the the paperwork like making sure that I'm doing the paperwork right Mm -hmm. because you don't want to mess up on that yeah no Mm -mm. so um but yeah mostly by myself um but thanks to that I was able to help my sisters whenever they had to do their own applications So do you think that, um, like, were there people who you felt comfortable
0: asking and you just, like, were like, you know, I can do this on my own? Or, like, did you have people that you could reach out to? Um,
1: Yes. I actually had two friends because they were in the same boat as me Mm -hmm. um, where we didn't have that legal help. Um, So it was us kind of, like, leading each other, trying to figure it out. Um, and we would ask our counselors once in a while but sometimes they would get too busy and they couldn't help us out mm-hmm. so it was just pretty much us I'm just trying, to, just trying yeah. to figure out how to do the applications.
0: so um post like graduating from your fashion program and congratulations mm-hmm. on that I mean like navigating the college process like having to do it by yourself or like with your friends mm-hmm. like that's a lot mm-hmm. um can you talk to us a little bit about like your career cho- your career choices post um community
1: college. Mm-hmm. Um so I chose the design route, the mm-hmm. fashion design route. Um, I'm still trying to finish that up because you know life happens and yeah. you don't always get to go straight into doing what you plan out to do. But um I work as a tailor now. Um I've learned so much through that. I'm not just like how to deal with people, but just that it's it's a good job. Yeah. Like it's a good job. Um I guess that's a trade that be considered a trade i think so mm-hmm. so it's like trade trade schools are good too like you know college isn't for everybody all the time yeah and if you know how to manage your money you can make it you know because unfortunately it's you you have to do things on your own you have to i think that's the american mentality it's like you have to do everything on your own mm-hmm. um which isn't bad and it helps you be independent but I guess the contrast of being a Latina is that you have more, your family is there to help you. Yeah. You know? Like, you don't have to leave when you're 18. It's an option. But if you're going to stay, you have to help out at the house with bills and things like that.
0: So things mm-hmm. seem to be, like, a little more communal. Yes. Internationally. <coughs> yes. No, that's definitely something that I've heard before, and so I'm sure that there's quite a bit of validity to that. Mm -hmm. So something that um, you and I previously talked about in a different conversation, and Mm -hmm. you kind of reiterated here, is you said being a tailor is a good job. So Mm -hmm. what kind of opinions or reputations do you think, like, surround the idea of being a tailor that makes you, like, naturally almost defend it as, like, no, this is a good job?
1: Um, The fact that people think that, if I go to a tailor and give them something, they're going to give it to me that same day. Mm-hmm. And it that's not always the case because we need to see what it is that you need to get done. Like, do you need to get the center back taken in? Your hem's done? Is your zipper ripped? Do we have to replace it? Things like that. Yeah. So um, we specialize with br- bridal alterations and everything's it's kind of the same structure but the dresses are different right so some people just think oh if i just drop something in i can get it like the next day it's like if it's an emergency yes and it's going to cost you Mm -hmm. and then when you tell them that they kind of go like the reality sinks in It's like oh oh snap this is this, is, this real. is real. Like, yeah. you know, it's not just going to the dry cleaners and getting it the next day.
0: Yeah, it's Which, like, we're customizing mm-hmm. this for you. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: our customers matter. Yes, yes, my boss likes to say that we're um, surgeons, closed surgeons. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so whenever people are like, oh, but you know, it's just it's just taking in the center back. It's just taking in the waistband. It's like, I'm not going to sew it all the way straight up. That's the cheap way. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm gonna do it the right way, which yeah. is opening it up, taking it in, taking in from the lining, sewing it back up, and then closing it. No,
0: I think there's value <laughs> in that.
1: Do you think that you people ever feel like
0: being a tailor or like working like in that type of industry is like a less than job or something that is like, oh, this isn't a good job?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, because some people think, oh, well, you didn't get a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just working. It's like, only because I'm working doesn't mean I'm smart. You yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yes, I, I like, look up to the people that, you know, that go in and do their master's, go and do their um, bachelor's and things like that. Because I'm trying to pursue my bachelor's in design. But it's like, don't look down on people just because they didn't have the education that you, that you think they were going to have. Yeah. I, like, you know.
0: I agree a lot with that because um, work experience is very mm-hmm. valuable. Like, you can have, you know, 15 degrees and never mm-hmm. have, like, worked in an actual company or business yes. before. And so, like, what do you really know, mm-hmm. you know? So, I definitely agree with that. Um, So, something you mentioned earlier was just kind of, like, about americanizing things or americanism in terms of like how we're a little bit more individualistic here Mm -hmm. and internationally a lot of other countries and communities are more communal um so do you think that you have seen yourself or your family become more quote-unquote americanized as you try and like cope with what it means to um be a latino living in this country yes
1: yes because like the only thing that I can think of is like holidays Mm -hmm. Um, when we came here it was like in spring then uh, that was the first year that Halloween came in for me and I had never heard of Halloween it was so foreign to me um, because the only thing I knew was Dia de los Muertos and that's when like you go over to the graveyards and then you commemorate the spirits of your deceased loved ones and so I only knew that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what this Halloween was. So I was, like, creeping out, like, super creeped out. Um, we don't celebrate it um, also because of church. Yeah. So it's like, why are we doing this at school? Like, what's going on? I was so scared. I don't like scary movies. So <laughs> it didn't it didn't help the fact that people came into school dressed up as, like, scary stuff. Yeah. Or, um, like, other characters. So there's that that I can think of. Um... Christmas, usually we just go to church, and then we don't get presents, mm-hmm. and then wait until what's called Three Kings Day and get presents then, which is in January. And then here they have, well, you know Santa. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know Santa <laughs> because in the area of Veracruz that I was living at now they have Santa, but at the time they didn't have Santa. So the first time that uh, we had Christmas here, the teacher was like so... For an assignment, you have to write your Christmas list. And I was like, Christmas list, what is that? And then she's like, You know Santa. I was like, Who? Who? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know this Santa. So um, she said, Well, it's the man that goes down your chimney. This is creepy. It's <laughs> strange. Exactly. It wasn't too foreign to me because, well, the three kings, they come and they drop off your presents, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's a man going down your chimney. How come I just heard of him? santa was not in veracruz like why did he leave us um but yeah i can think of that um but yeah pretty much just trying to because you're trying to blend in you don't want to look like the outsider Mm. um even with my um my friends at the time they were all i guess what you call americanized Mm -hmm. so um they would eat pizza pizza was a luxury um so was um burgers because fast food restaurants weren't over there. Yeah. If you wanted to, you had to go in the touristy areas. So even that um, was very American to me. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing we had was McDonald's and Taco Bell. You're like, wow, wow, wow. So, um, yeah, that's what I can I can think of at the moment.
0: So you just said that um, even with your friends, like you kind of want to fit in, mm-hmm. you don't want to stick out. Mm-hmm. What's the hesitation about, like, I guess sticking out? Um, because you don't want to get made
1: fun of. Mm. Um, is that something that you think is like as a kid or is that throughout your entire life, like even as an adult? As an adult now, not anymore. Because, you know, like I like to embrace the fact that I'm Mexican. Um, I like to embrace the fact that I'm Latina. It makes me an individual. It makes me stick out from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, as to how I represent myself is important to me. But at the time, just trying to blend in and trying to make friends because you're just trying to get through school. Yeah. And trying to have as much fun as you can. At least for me, that's how it was. Um, just trying not to get bullied, um, trying to not be miserable, and then getting isolated from everybody else because you're so different. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that is a perspective that changes a lot, like, as you get older. Because mm-hmm. um, I can think personally, like, I used to want to, like, dress a certain type of way. Like, yes. I want to wear, like, Hollister or I yes, want like, yes, Aeropostale. Yes. Because that's what everyone's wearing. <laughs> and now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I just want to be cute. Yes. So-, so what challenges would you say that you and your family have had to overcome kind of together? Or, like, maybe you've seen your parents overcome since you all have lived here? Um,
1: I guess overcome just trying to... Follow the law, I suppose, because if we get stopped by the cop, it's always like um, you kind of hesitate, you know, because you don't want to get deported. And even though um, Garland is a friendly, I guess, town city, Mm -hmm. um, still you don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Because there's that risk of you getting arrested. And if you're arrested, it goes on your record. And then they see that you're not here legally. Mm -hmm. And then you could end up getting deported. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Even if you have never committed a crime, even if you have done everything, done your taxes, um, or you have a business or something, you just never know. So you just have to be very careful and mindful of what you do. So, like, even
0: if you have, like, necessary documents, are you still not considered, quote-unquote, legal?
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what the deferred action is. Because they give you a social security, they give you a work permit, Mm -hmm. and pretty much you can stay here as long as you don't commit any crimes and you Mm -hmm. won't get deported. Um, Even then, it's still you kind of hesitate because you don't know, okay, especially with the administration we have right now, Mm -hmm. we are not 100% sure what's going to happen now. But, you know, they're just trying to get like make money, try to live, you know, live yeah. a good life because that's what the American dream is. You know, living a good life, doing what you like to do, um, living comfortable, pretty much.
0: So speaking of the American dream, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that is a term that is used a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that is something that's available to you? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Honestly, I feel like it is for anybody because you can honestly have a job. In anything, Regardless of your status, I would say. So whenever people are like, oh, well, you know, I can't find this. I can't do this. But then I question, but have you tried? Have Mm. you tried hard enough? Yeah. Like, have you have you searched? um, I don't know. Start small, like maybe Target or go to Walmart or um, UPS. You don't know. So it's like you have to start somewhere in order to get to where you want. So it's like I think it's very attainable, both for me and for other people that's good to hear Mm
0: -hmm. who would you say is someone that
1: like inspires or encourages you uh i would say my parents and my boss because they're always working they're always going after what they want um being a mom in itself is a job so um, i just admire their tenacity Mm -hmm. the fact that they brought us here with something that they had never imagined because I remember having conversations with my dad um, and he says, um, you know, honestly, I would have never imagined for all my daughters to know English and to be living in the United States because that wasn't part of the plan, you know, like when he studied to be an electrical engineer, it was to live over there and then travel to different places. So like that just really had me going, whoa, like wow, you know, like, he did that. Like, he brought us here. So I really admire them for that.
0: No, I think that's awesome. And I think they've given you a lot to admire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Karen, as a confident woman living here in the United States yeah. of America, what advice would you offer to other uh, Latino um, women or just Latinos in general um, living here and creating their own path and finding self-fulfillment?
1: I would say don't be afraid. Okay be afraid to take on challenges because sometimes you might get comfortable where you're at mm-hmm. and then you just stay there and then you start thinking about oh I could have done this I could have done that, it's never late as long as you're living, it's never too late talk to your, anyone that you see, oh they're in my, my field of um, career or it might not always be how you expect it to be, but just the fact that you're going out there and trying something new that's what I think matters
0: well, that is wonderful. And I think that's a wonderful place to end and something to really leave the uh, listeners with something to simmer on. So thank you so much for being on the show, Karen. Thank you so much, Gabby, for having me. Thanks for tuning in while the conversation was flowing. Follow a. Gabrielle exclusives on Instagram and the conversation can keep going. I post once a week. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up and catch this weekly vibe.